Welcome to Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. Merging sacred sexuality, spirituality, and soul with truth, love, wisdom, and beauty. I'm your host, Elise Carr. Are you ready to come journey with me? Welcome, stunning souls, to another episode of Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. I'm your host, Elise Carr. As always, it's a true joy to be here. I'm recording quite early in the morning, so as you may have picked up before, there are going to be some beautiful birds chirping in the background greeting the new day, which I love. I hope you enjoy it too. A little bit of touch of nature. So if it's your first time, welcome. Welcome to the birds as well. If you're coming back, it's awesome to have you here joining the journey again too. Today, I want to talk to you about something to do with Tantra. I haven't done many podcasts on this, but the few that I have shared, I often take a very authentic approach, but make it super practical as well. So you'll notice today that I am going to give you some guided visualization moments as well. You don't have to close your eyes if you don't want to, especially if you're not in a safe place to do so. But the options there, if you are in your own space and you can do that comfortably, nice way to really check in and go within. I'm going to give you some questions to muse on, and I'm going to share with you some of the ageless wisdom that goes along with the tantric way of life. But most of all, I want to help you understand how to live a tantric life in a very simple, practical, and realistic way, whether you have a partner or you don't. So as you're also aware, if you've joined before, or perhaps it's your first time, everything that I share in these podcasts is still only a fraction of all there is to know. And if it really speaks to you, if you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I want to know more. And I want to know how this relates to me personally, where I'm at in my life, what's going on with my relationships, what's going on with myself on my spiritual path, my sexual path, whatever it is, you're welcome to reach out to me to explore one-on-one sessions wherever you are in the world. And you can email me at elise at stellamuse.com and we can see how I can assist you on your unique path. But today... Today's episode is about living a tantric life with and without a partner. So if you're ready, let's journey together. See how this might relate to you and where you're at right now. There are a couple, maybe even a handful of kind of simplistic keynotes, let's say, that we can keep in mind if we want to start weaving in tantric ways into our life. Now, We can look at this from the perspective of being in a relationship or even look at this as ways that we can apply wisdom to a future relationship. We can even look at this as applying it to ourself and our relationship with self and then beyond romantic relationships. So the first key I want to share with you is quality time. Now, this might be nothing new to you, just the concept quality time. But how often do you actually authentically spend quality time with the beloved or with yourself? Quality in the sense of, well, time is not something that we can easily get back. In fact, well, as you know, you can't get it back. We can't buy it. We can't replace it. It is ever-evolving, changing, happening all the time. So the quality is really about us understanding the value of that time we have with someone, that it can be really sacred, 
that it can really mean something. So quality in that time is honoring being with that person in that moment and then how you use that time. Are you on your phone? Are you distracted doing things? Multitasking is never a good idea. Or are you completely there, alert, a really active listener, just listening, just being that soundboard for someone, for your beloved, and perhaps to your inner self, if you need to listen to yourself and find out what's going on. Quality time is key. We've got time that passes always. We don't realize how fast a day can go just like that. Or we realize, oh, the whole weekend's gone away back to work or whatever it is. So be in that moment. And this is why if we're in the moment, it connects to the next key, which is presence. No distractions, being fully where you are. And if you're with your beloved, that means you're not trying to finish off a bit of work or just finish this email while you're also trying to talk to them on the phone. No, you are utterly with them. They have your undivided attention. Now, this isn't always easy, of course, if we have children or we have pets or we have other demands. That's part of life. We have to balance and juggle things at times. But we also need to make quality time moments to actually be fiercely present so that that person feels seen and heard and cherished and loved. Otherwise, they just feel like another kind of part to your checklist or just something you kind of try and squeeze in a bit of time for. Presence means you also have to be present for yourself, even if you're not in a relationship or even if you are in a relationship. So no distractions. Are you present when you eat your food? Or are you just trying to rush through it and quickly get out the door? Are you present when you're actually writing that email? Are you present when you're outside in nature? Are you present right now with me as we share this journey? Notice how often you are present in relationships, whatever they are, your intimate relationships, with relationships of colleagues and friends and family, and with yourself. Are you easily distracted? Or can you be fully where you are in that moment? Another key I want to share is communication. This is like one of my favorite C words. It's also pretty big. To communicate means not just the words you use, but how you use them. When to stay silent and when to speak. If you're communicating with your body and it's all shut up and you're really sending a strong message, you don't need words, right? Someone can tell that you're not in a good mood. So we want to communicate as often as we can, if not always, at least aspire to always, loving kindness, compassion, non-judgment, humility. And I use humility from the sense of when we communicate, sometimes we love to share a very authoritative position. And I've done this before, especially when I'm really passionate about something and it can come across a bit overwhelming or a bit overbearing. We have to keep humble because we're all students on the path. We're all pilgrims, if you wish, on the road. So humility when we communicate with someone, try not go for that over-domineering or that kind of dictatorial, teacher-like, angry way of being. Come from a loving and kind place. And this doesn't mean that you are submissive or that you have no boundaries or that you can't say yes and no and honour your truth. It means that you can be really firm if something's not okay, but you can do it with compassion. 
because you're talking to another being. You're talking to your beloved who you love, who means the world to you. You're talking to someone who has feelings and emotions, who you want to also connect with, relate to, make them feel like you're relating to them. So in your communication with your body, with your words, with your thoughts as well, because people sometimes can pick up on those, think of love and kindness, compassion, non-judgment, for you do not know what someone else is going through and we love to make assumptions, that doesn't help either often, and humility. And kind of hand in hand with this comes harmlessness. And sometimes we think, especially in, let's say, a spiritual or yogic or tantric or esoteric world, that harmlessness kind of means, well, if I don't eat meat and I kind of be careful of my green footprint, it's okay. I'm not causing harm. Well, harm can be caused in the thoughts you have, in the words you use, and the actions you take. So this harm isn't just about projecting onto others, it's also within yourself, with your relationship with self, those thoughts that you have, do you ever criticize and judge yourself? Hence the communication with self, the non-judgment, connecting to harmlessness. And the words you use when you speak of other people to other people, how do you speak of them? And what about when you take actions? Are your actions harmless? Are you forceful and pushy? Or are you respectful of all? Harmlessness is huge every thought you have, every word you use, every action you take. So bear in mind, are you harmless in your relationships? Are you cultivating a sense of harmlessness in your home, in your bedroom, in your office, with your children, with your lover, with your best friend, with yourself? It really is big work. Keep this one in mind. How harmless are your thoughts, your words, your actions? And the next key which kind of brings these all into a beautiful balance, is cultivating harmony. When we talk of cultivating harmony, we're talking about unity, of balance, so the scales aren't tipped out of balance. Because sometimes we've got to look at ourselves like a set of scales. We have masculine and feminine, that masculine doing, getting stuff done, sometimes using force, sometimes strength, and the feminine, the being, the creative, the flow, the ease. We have giving and receiving. And we can actually create harmony within our being, within our physical body, within our emotions and our emotional body, within our mind and our thoughts. We can easier create harmony in our relationships because we're more harmonized. We're going to step into a relationship, whatever that is, and bring harmony to it. And if you can't bring that harmony, if no one else can feel that harmony, perhaps something isn't quite balanced within you, or perhaps you're stepping into a very hostile and unbalanced place, you either will have ability to influence that place or you won't. And if you won't, you probably choose to retreat, step back, remove yourself, or you'll try your hardest to bring harmlessness and presence and communication and quality time to strive towards harmlessness in that space and create harmony in that space. The other thing about harmony is that it then leads to beauty. Beauty in the sense of that inner beauty that is within you, like this unique essence that no one else can possess. It is utterly unique to you, like your own perfume, your own je ne sais quoi, so to speak. So when you create harmony, you create 
that inner beauty and it starts to manifest and it starts to also magnetize for beauty is magnetic. Therefore, when you create the biggest, brightest version of you, let's call it, when you create space to let your higher self pour through your mind, your heart, your body, all the more likely you're going to magnetize the right person or people to you. Keep that one in mind. And now another key for those in intimate relationships or those with any kind of sexual life, we're looking at sex to sacred. Because if we're going to live a tantric life with a partner, we don't just want sex. We want it to be a sacred exchange, a sacred experience. So some questions you can ask yourself if this does relate to you is, is there love in this or is it just sex? And this might be a question that's relevant if you're having different relationships with different people or if you are very much in one relationship with one beloved. Is there love in this? Or is it just sex? Is this a spiritual practice or not a spiritual practice? Is it holding someone who needs to feel held? Is that how we can bring a sacredness into it? Is it listening to someone who needs to share? Be aware of this. Be aware of how you deem sacred, what's important to you, what helps you raise your consciousness to a higher space to go beyond just the primal desire, animal nature of sex and just a quick feel-good release, to having a sacred moment, a sacred giving, a sacred exchange, to even get to a place of being spiritual. We're bringing more consciousness, therefore we're bringing more love. And therefore we're coming closer to a tantric experience, moving away from a primal animal experience. And I'll just mention, it's important that we're very careful to not over-focus on sex, chakras, and breathing exercises, if this is what you've been taught or this is what you've been reading even, please don't assume just because it's called Tantra that it is true. Please use your discernment. There are a lot of things out there. There are a lot of practitioners out there encouraging a lot of sex, a lot of chakra work, a lot of breathing exercises. Often, especially when it comes to chakras and breathing exercises, these are the kind of things that ultimate yogis and tantrikas devote their whole life to preparing to then practice. They don't practice them straight away on the path. They certainly don't practice them when they're still living a primal life and when they're doing anything that is harmful, when they're not completely harmonized, when they're not completely present and when they haven't cleared their physical desire nature, when they haven't cleared and harmonized their emotional body, when they haven't cleared and harmonized their mental body, there is massive work that actually needs to be undertaken to prepare your whole body as a vehicle to be a clear channel for chakras to even be focused on and breathing exercises to begin. So just a word of caution, please, please use your discernment when you feel something is right for you and when you feel it's not, do honor that. So another angle I want to take, we've kind of looked at if you're in a relationship and you have an active sexual life in that context of sharing with another to perhaps being on your own, but longing for that intimacy, longing for that connection. So perhaps self-pleasure is something that you explore or that you enjoy. When it comes to self-pleasure, you can actually visualize the perfect partner to channel love and connect with. It doesn't just have to be about you on your own having a quick fix, a quick release, whatever, just to feel good, maybe watching porn. Even if you are watching porn, instead of that, you could change your way and perhaps instead visualize something that you can pour love into. 
So imagine that if you're using a toy or your hands, that if it's a woman, perhaps that toy is the appendage of the man. We say lingam in Tantra. And that the hands are of a sacred lover. So you're connecting with an energy of love, of receiving that love, of receiving that pleasure from another. This could be a visualization of even a partner you're with who is far away or perhaps a partner you'd love to bring into your life. And this was actually used by monks and masters who had not yet evolved past controlling their sex drive. They would just visualize the perfect woman in meditation or at times with touch. And by doing this, you transcend the sex desire to a higher place, merging with you and the essence of someone else. It also keys into the pursuit of love, not just a hookup or a quick fix or a quick release just to feel good. And this practice of visualization instead of dropping into just a disconnect or just porn watching can actually help some people overcome shame and create a deeper sense of acceptance because it isn't shameful to explore yourself. In fact, it can be quite empowering to better know yourself because the better you know yourself, what you like, what you don't like, the better you're going to be able to share that with a future or a current partner. Knowing yourself is part of the path. And if that for you includes physically and sexually knowing yourself, and that's important to where you are, then explore that too. Just like it's so important to know ourselves emotionally, our highs and our lows, what makes us react, and just like it's important to know ourselves mentally, how we think, where our thoughts go, if we're able to hold concentration. So we don't, in Tantra, discard the lower nature. We don't get rid of sex unless you choose to become a monk or a nun. But we want to take it to a higher place. We want to bring some kind of conscious connection into the practice that we do. And the other part is, you know, if you are looking at finding or being open to creating a new relationship with someone, be aware of choosing someone who can take care of you and your needs as much as you take care of theirs, because we need that harmony as well, right? So if we bring a higher element of love in, we then focus less on the animal nature. So like I touched on, you know, if you're watching pornography, how can this be of a higher nature? Can it? And I leave that question with you. Is it the porn that you watch or read or look at? Can it be different to make it a higher nature? Can you instead perhaps read erotic literature? Or do you just no longer choose to watch pornography because you realize this is of a lower nature and you're actually no longer needing that? You want something with more consciousness, with more heart. Because pornography, for the record, actually doesn't have a connection to heart. It's disconnected because it's purely physical. And at one point or another, you may discover this and realize that disconnect doesn't serve you anymore. Or perhaps if we take a fetish or a, or a desire, maybe you're seeking to dominate or be dominated. Can we lift this to a higher place and look at it instead from a sense of protection? Are you seeking to be protected or to protect another? Can you bring that level of consciousness into the acts that you do? So we're exploring how to channel and raise or lift a lower nature desire into something loving. Because most things we can transform. It takes some thought, some consciousness, some awareness, some questioning. So as an example, how can you turn a fetish into an act of love, not just a desire you have to fulfill or that they have to do for you? Tantra is not about indulging in sexuality. That can actually be sex addiction that you claim to be sacred or spiritual 
Instead, we want to work with where you are and bring more awareness or consciousness into it, into a closer state of love. Because the more love we can bring into something, the more consciousness we can bring in. And from love, then we can bring in wisdom. Wisdom is part of that discernment, the boundaries, the awareness. And love and wisdom combined means we're using our heart and our mind combined. And this is essential if you want to live a tantric life with or without a partner. So if you are in a space where you can do some exercises right now, I'd like to guide you through some. If you're not, you might want to pause here and come back when you can, or perhaps just listen and get a vibe for it and then go ahead and do it in your own time when you're ready. So one of the first things I'd love you to do is stand up if you're not already standing and have your feet just shoulder width apart with a gentle bend in your knees, a gentle tuck of the pelvis. So you just tilt your bottom a little bit forward. So that tailbone gently tucks under, protects your lower back. Roll your shoulders up to your ears and back down your spine. Let them just relax. And I want your palms to face the earth just a little bit wider beside you. And I want you to gently close your eyes. Now the reason why our palms are facing the earth and our feet are on firm ground is that at the bottom of your foot, below the big toe, and gently in about a thumb's width, there's a point there called the bubbling spring. It's an energy connection point. It's a beautiful point to connect to the earth, even if you're outside on any element, grass, sand, beautiful way to bring energy up. But if you're even at the top of an apartment building, that's fine for now too. And as for your hands... There's a point under your pointer finger and gently in, almost between your middle and pointer finger. And that's called the Laogang, and that's another energy point. And so we want these facing earth or connecting to earth. And with your eyes still gently closed, I want you to take a beautiful deep Buddha belly breath in, filling up, letting belly expand and relax. All the way to the top, exhaling through your nose, pulling belly back to spine, letting go. Another beautiful inhale, filling up. All the way to the top of your chest and collarbones and exhale through your nose, belly button to spine, letting it go. You may even begin to notice a sensation from your hands toward the earth. Perhaps you feel energy moving. Perhaps you're just creating stillness, presence, calm. I want you to imagine that from your hands and from your feet, these beautiful anchors like cords of light are traveling down now through all the layers of the earth burrowing and twisting and turning and making their way to the centre of Mother Earth where they connect with a field of energy grounded, connected, firm, safe, protected you are entirely connected to the nurture and love of Mother Earth and you feel that energy 
through your feet and hands. Maybe it even travels up through your body. And just take a moment to feel this sensation connected, grounded. Breathing calmly and gently. Feeling what you feel. Letting thoughts go by. Feeling harmonised and calm. Your breath easy. And just take one more beautiful inhale here. And hold at the top for a moment. Saying to yourself, harmonised, connected, grounded, strong, stable. And exhale, let it go. You might like to lick your lips or swallow as these cords twist and turn and unravel themselves coming up through the earth. And your feet and hands gently wiggling, bringing yourself back fully, energised, connected, grounded. You can move your hands, you can stretch your arms above your head, interlace your hands, stretch up, relax the interlacing, bring your arms by your side. If you feel at all dizzy, please massage your earlobes to bring balance back into your body. As you open your eyes, take a little stretch, a little movement if you need. And take a seat wherever you're comfortable right now, whatever that looks like, in a chair, on the couch, on a cushion on the floor. And when you're at peace and ease, close your eyes down again and check in with these parts of yourself. See what in this very moment would serve you best. First of all, for your physical body. What does your body need to thrive, to heal, to strengthen right now? What does your physical body need? Just create space for that. And now as we go through, you can come back to these questions at any time. Now bring your awareness to your heart. What does your heart need to soften, open, be more loving or forgiving, gentle, compassionate, kind, selfless? What does your heart need right now? And feel into that. And now bring your awareness to your mind. What can assist your mind in calming the noise and feeling more present? What can assist your mind in sharper concentration, alertness, stability, I ask you to question this because there are needs of the body 
and there are wants. The wants can often be just of the lower nature. And we want to rise above the lower to find your true highest needs and aspirations. True high desires to get you to your true nature. When you are grounded and open, receptive, while working ideally with someone to guide you, someone you trust, you can discover your higher potentialities. Imagine what you would like to be in the world if you were a transcendent being here to serve. Where would you work? What would you do? How would you bring the light to humanity, to earth, to the animals? Idealize or visualize what your qualities are and what you want to be. Are your qualities of love and selflessness and giving, are they beauty, are they wisdom, are they truth? What are your qualities? And what do you want to be? I've guided you through some of these questions and these contemplations because in Tantra, we work on the lower self and transform it. That being your body and your actions, your emotions and feelings, your thoughts of your mind. Part of your role in living a Tantric life is learning your lower self, then realizing your higher nature and manifesting that into reality. So that you live from that place. Because true Tantra is both lower and higher. Specifically, it is transforming your lower to manifest your higher, the greatest version of you. This is part of the work of living a Tantric life. Working on yourself and never stopping to work on yourself. People who often stop growing and expanding and doing that inner work can become bitter, judgmental, and often if they carry this for their whole life, they can have great regret. So we want you to transform yourself now while you have that desire, that high desire to do so, to keep learning, to keep growing, to keep nourishing that part of yourself that longs for higher connection to your higher self, your divinity, soul, source, universe, God. Because Tantra is not instant gratification. It is love and sacredness, not feel-good pleasures or primal animal acts or just sex. It's faithfulness, not cheating. It's reading a book and studying and learning and expanding the mind, not escapism and Netflix. It's fresh foods of the earth, not binge eating processed food. We're here to walk a path that transcends ordinary human experience. Tantra is a path to lead you to this higher place. Yes, it can be sex merged with love and intimacy to lift to a higher place, to make it an act of love and meaning. So beyond body, 
heart and mind, that higher place where Tantra weaves all and reaches for, that unity and oneness of consciousness and love includes your soul, your higher self, your connection with spirit, divinity, God, however you term it. So can you ask yourself now, when it comes to soul, what can awaken within you to align more with this part of yourself? What can awaken within you to align more with soul? How can you become a clearer channel for soul to pour through your mind and thoughts, your heart, feelings, emotions, your body and your actions? with what and who you are truly here to be. And now what about spirit? How can you connect deeper with spirit, divinity, source, God, with the cosmos and all that is in this very moment? How can you connect deeper with that? Sit in this contemplation, these thoughts or feelings that come up. And now you can come back here anytime. Bring some awareness now back into your body if you've had your eyes closed during this moment. Give yourself a moment to be fully present in the room, in your mind, in your heart, in your body. When it comes to living a tantric life, with or without a partner, we need to give love and feel the joy from that. Love and understanding, they go hand in hand. We can't love if we don't understand. We can't understand if we don't love. That selfless, pure love I'm talking about, not romantic love. And this is because love and understanding makes every part of life more than just an animal act, more than just a lower primal experience, a quick fix. If we talk of sex or primal desires, if we talk of habits, wants and addictions, they're void of love, they're void of understanding. They're just default reactions, cycles, patterns that we keep sitting with. So if we keep in mind that anything that is selfish is not love nor tantra, We can continue to be honest with ourselves. An addiction doesn't have love in it. A selfish desire doesn't have love in it. So we look at these things, we learn to alchemize and and raise them higher to bring love and thus consciousness into them so that we can perhaps make changes, shifts, more conscious wise choices, help break addictions and habits, help transform our primal desires into desires that have heart and mind and consciousness to them. In a relationship, be that intimate or of any nature, but specifically with the current or future beloved, it's about giving an experience, not getting an experience. Love in its purest form not just being the glue of the universe that holds all together, the ultimate unifier, In our physical form, we express it through selfless service. In an intimate relationship, it's about giving an experience to a beloved. And just by that giving, you do gain. It's automatic. 
It's part of the law of cause and effect. What goes out comes back and what you get back is actually joy. If you honestly did it from a selfless place, you will feel joy in giving your beloved an experience. And that can also transpire to all relationships when you give. To people you don't even know, you can give. Whether that's charity or volunteer work or some kind of humanitarian effort, we feel joy when we give. It's part of our innate nature. And from everything I've shared today, it's important that you also know there's no fast or easy three-step process to living a tantric life for real. It is a lifelong journey of going within and doing the work then radiating that out. When you know yourself better, your inner world will change. As a result, your outer world will change. And this includes your most intimate relationship with a current or future beloved and all your relationships. Your entire experience of life can change. So yes, it's up to you to do that work. And ideally find someone who can perhaps light that way and guide you, a practitioner like myself or someone that you can trust, who can assist you, who can see your blind spots and things that you can't see, who can perhaps help correct you if you're off path or perhaps have been doing practices that are detrimental to your well-being or that aren't serving you anymore to help break through those patterns and cycles and addictions, anything that's holding you back from higher consciousness, that's holding you back from connecting to your biggest, brightest version of self, connecting to soul and source. And I'll just add, if you are struggling with your relationships, and specifically intimate relationships I'm talking about here, Tantra, as we see it in the West, may not be the answer. Couples, guidance and counselling may be more suitable, especially if all you've been given so far is sex techniques, which won't necessarily help the root cause of your relationship challenges. This is a big part of why I'm so passionate about working with women and men and couples at all stages of their spiritual development and life so we can peel back all those layers and find the root cause of any dis-ease, of any disharmony, challenge and trauma and work back out from there. So with that said, if today has spoken to you and I sincerely trust it has and you've taken some gems and some thoughts and some questions to sit with, If you want more, if you need guidance with your beloved or just for yourself, you're welcome to reach out to me at elise at stellamuse.com and we can explore your tantric or spiritual path, your life, wherever you are right now, the challenges that you face. I am here for you. It's part of the joy that I get from the work that I do in service. So for today, thank you so much for sharing this journey with me. It is always joy that I gained from sharing this. I trust you've enjoyed some of the birds chirping and I'd like to think I'll be connecting with you really soon right here on Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. So until next time, my friend, please take wonderful care of you. And don't forget, if you have a friend or a beloved who you feel this episode might really resonate with and they're interested in living a tantric life with and without a partner too, then share it with them. And also, if you've got a moment, please do rate review and subscribe so more people can join the journey with us as we continue together fellow pilgrims on a spiritual and sacred path Mwah.